plus minus. Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit. Plus minus. That is a word right there. What'd you say? Plus minus. Marcus Thompson. Marcus always telling the truth. Plus minus. The only thing that I would say to Ethan Strauss is that he's a pretty damn good reporter. Um, he's well plus respected. Minus. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in the NBA history. Welcome back to Warriors Plus Minus. We, we're we going to have an Elam ending to this show. <laughs> Ethan um, ending. An Ethan ending. <laughs> <laughs> does, Elam, does Elam get money for this, by the way? No, I don't think so. He just gets fame and interviewed and just the glory of everyone, the NBA Twitter world lauding you, bowing at Elam's feet. Robert Elam? Is he going to be yeah. like the 72 Dolphins where once a year... you call him Robert Elam? Robert Elam. I didn't say that. I was saying Elam, the Elam ending sounds like some sort of sci-fi Idris Elba movie. No, it sounds like a Star Trek episode in, in that, you know, season in that, three. Uh, in the basketball tournament, you know, that, that yep. little summer tournament, they... You know, they put the target score on the side, and they got this big banner, and it's like the Elam ending target score. It looks like a promo for a book yep. like by Stephen King. Coming soon, the Elam ending. There's no, there's no Elam beginning though. Elam middle. We can't no, like, try to the, sell this whole thing. Just the ending. No. Just the ending. Just people love that ending. Just the ending. Uh, I kind of, I loved it. I mean, I gotta say, I never vocalized any objection to it, but I did think when i first saw what the rules would be that this seems a little wacky you know this seems a little gimmicky are you sure about this and like everybody else i'm a convert i started thinking man should basketball have always been played every this game, way every game like sure. that like, like sure. law, By the way, law talk about Gone small sample size yeah, however <laughs> talk about small sample size we've seen it now, on we, TV, I, for, for one game i thought i liked it though but we've seen it for one game. If you've watched the basketball tournament, it's legit good. Mm-hmm. Like they do yep. it every game. Yep. It's legit. It brings excitement to every end. But there's all. It's also can get bad, right? It also there are games where the other team is down so much that it doesn't matter, and mm-hmm. it's just like a formality to get the the last whatever points to the target score. Like it can. It's not the cure. It's probably a good motivation. It yep. clearly worked for those players. Yep. But the bottom line, and David Aldrich was trying to talk us all from turning this into the finals format, right? It all boils down to the players deciding to play hard. And mm-hmm. if they decide not to play hard, it doesn't matter what you do. Yep. Right? Yep. So, so was this a Kobe ending that we thought was an Elam ending? <laughs> I mean, that's probably more mm-hmm. accurate. It's, it's, all, it's all these combined. Also, you have to realize that we are assuming, we're starting with a they don't care. Because in the All-Star game, they don't. Yeah. Maybe a little bit at the end. So, like, oh, oh, my God, this went from they're not caring to they're caring. And, and if you're talking about a playoff game, they're caring the whole time. Already, yep, so yeah. it's like it's just different. What I liked about it, and even philosophically what I liked about it, was you're not getting this foul, foul, foul at the end. You're not trying, you know, they, who cares how many points they score at the end? We'll just score more. And it slows the game down. It's not the flow of a game because you're just trying to create more possessions for yourself. Elam ending, you can't do that because all those foul shots get them closer to, to their to their goal. So I was talking about this yesterday with Tolbert. It's like probably much better for college games than pro games, I would think. Because college games, mm-hmm. you have that. It's last three minutes of a, of a game, of a 10-point game. It's foul, 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 and stop, stop, no flow. This ensures I would think much more much better flow I'm not sure in the NBA game except for in a close all-star game right it had to be a close all-star game too. And it, it, has it to wasn't an yeah, yeah, it has to be an all-star <laughs> game and it's LeBron James and James Harden and Anthony Davis and Giannis and all that 
But uh, it was cool. I th- I thought it was cool watching those guys get nervous. Like they were nervous oh, yeah. at the end. They were you know they were massaging the ball at the end. It James all... Harden <laughs> yeah, just yeah, throwing so away a layup. That, was some, that looked like Draymond or something going in there with it. You know, like, I think it was Giannis. He like he didn't want Giannis to because Giannis was blocking everything. But it looked really weird. It looked and, really and Giannis weird. and Giannis hates Harden. Yes. Giannis is gutting for Harden. I that didn't, was re- the I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't realize. Where does that come from? It comes from Harden insulting the Giannis for MVP pick and saying that he should have been MVP. That's how many guys has Harden made enemies of for that, by the way, now. Just yeah. him, he just wants all the MVPs. Yeah. Like, nobody ever deserves MVP but Harden. I thought I, I really thought it was interesting just how much Giannis wanted that head-up moment with LeBron. Like, mm. he was really going for LeBron. He was not trying to switch. He wanted LeBron. Yeah. And LeBron was trying to get him off of him with screens, but he's like, "Yo, this is no Festus Azili on you right now. This is this is the best defender you've seen." And that moment when, like, it was like one next bucket win, and the team LeBron is coming down court, and the entire arena stands, and it becomes this riveting moment. That's tough to capture in a regular game, right? It's tough to capture in a regular format. It's what it's 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 playground, right? It's yep. next bucket win. Yep. We yep. both have game point. Uh, I don't know if you can do that every time and it only matters when the players are good, right? Yep. It only matters when that's LeBron bringing it up with the game on the line. If it's Alec Burks, nobody stands <laughs> right like <laughs> Jeff Green's bringing it down. Oh, here we oh go. my god. Yeah, it matters wow. because of who who it was. But you know, I do think we got a little, a little carried away with it. Like, yeah, it's good. It was good. I still, yeah. I, I wonder. I mean, I'm a big believer in how we get used to things, and those things aren't necessarily the best things. But there's too much inertia to fight them. And I did wonder if, if this had always been what basketball was, this, this would be preferable. I mean, it kind of has always been what pick basketball up, was. Up, it's yeah. pick up basketball. Yeah. It's yeah. Pick, that's what it is. It's pick up basketball. And by the way, when you play ones and twos and you're two points away from winning, do, does anyone ever take a one-point shot and pick up? It's the two-point shot was, every yeah, single am. time. And we saw that here. They were three points away from winning instead of and trying then, to get And then you, you take keep the missing. Two. Somebody's like, all right, let's just go for the layup. And that's what LeBron did. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's after like four straight After misses, four straight, yeah. absolutely. You got to be like, all right, let's just get the one. Yeah, okay, we got we, we can win I, this. I, uh, I like it. I don't know. I, I do. Here's what I would propose: the Warriors play with the Elam ending for the rest of the season. <laughs> Not even if the game isn't decided <laughs> yeah. like that. They just go ahead and do it anyway. <laughs> just that's how. If 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 Joe Lego wants to make these last this last part of the season interesting, just throw the Elam ending in. How about it. Elam ending to the playoffs? Like you, once you get to 56, you're in. That's done. That's it. You're over. You, 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 oh, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> That's pretty good. Target target wins. Target wins is and fifty. They, yeah, then you're done. You're in. Everything else is just playing around. Uh, that's, I that's just came one. up with that right on the spot. So uh, let's 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 make sure we honor that. So um, copyright infringements. So I was on a private jet. Yeah, gee, and, were you? And it was uh, it was super plush, like. Yeah. Did you the, see uh, Did you see Raymond's Riveter's tweet last night? Uh-uh. Really great to have an owner who would let a media member do this. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah yes, like the mafia. It's like true. we've done it's you a fa- <laughs> we've done you a oh, favor, man. Marcus. I know. It was. It was. It must have been nice. It must have been nice. No, it was really nice. It was plush. It was. Uh, you know. So I mean, you're bored. How are you board? Like you're boarding on some one of those little private little. I mean the, the the little uh, what you call them things the 
the little van things they call. Oh, they, yeah, you were you they call them something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you had sl- did sk- the skater or something. Sprinter, sprinter. Yeah, the yeah, sprinter yeah. pulls. I right looked up. that up editing Marcus's column, by the way. The sprinter <laughs> look pulls right up to the plane, and then the thing lets down, and you just get on the plane. Yep. And did it doesn't look like much. Did the succession theme play in your head? <laughs> nah, it was like a. You know what played in my head was, was Jay-Z, Jermaine Dupree, <laughs> Money Anything. <laughs> I just wanted to take out my $11 and throw them in the air. <laughs> but so you pull up on this plane, and, you know, everything is all, I mean, there's a lot of planes and it looks very, you know, it looks a little mundane. It's not like the plane on the outside is gold, right? It's just like a small white plane. And then you go inside and it's like Robin Leach should be talking. But the most interesting part, from this plane ride was the Warriors really believe in Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Well, and Joe, 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 Joe believes yeah. it, then the Warriors believe. It. <laughs> True. Oh man. True. So this is beyond what I thought, right? Because we're up in the net, we're up in the air. Like this is not like an interview. I'm talking to Pascal, right? And Joe is selling. Andrew Wiggins. No, to he you believes. or to Pascal or to both to, of you? To, to, to so, everybody to, that was on the, the plane. plane. He was just talking. It was just a conversation. And I was like, oh, I mean, no. This is not, let's see if Wiggins works. Mm-hmm. I'm, I He's think an they would have done it straight up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I just love the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the higher the plane gets, the better <laughs> Wiggins gets. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no, they would have done it straight up. Like, like some sort of it, weird yeah. altitude sickness yeah. where Wiggins just yeah. turns into a superstar the higher you get in the air. If they would have, if it would have been D'Angelo Russell for Wiggins straight up, they would have felt well, like they, they do, won the Well, three trade. games later, three games later. They, they didn't think that. Maybe they thought that making the trade, but they still need to get the pick and everything else. I mean, but, but now I think three games later they're really feeling. No, I that. think no, I think they're just willing to say it three games later. Oh my! No. <laughs> I think they, I think they believed it. The idea, like you know, I I said that they should have got more for the trade, mm-hmm. and you know they thought I was crazy. Like Joe said, I was crazy for thinking that. Like that they got the twenty twenty one pick made made it a lopsided trade. Like mm-hmm. made it a big a big deal. Well, they the, really believe. And this is the question Andrew I asked Wiggins. Joe. He didn't really answer it. I understand it, but I said, "Would you, would you have made this deal over the summertime? Would you have? That's flipped, what I yeah, asked. Would you yeah. flip? You know, you got Russell and the sign and trade for for Durant. Would you have flipped them for Andrew Wiggins if you could have? And that he said, "Oh, we looked at everything. We looked at every option. I don't think they would have done it. They because Russell was more valuable, and he is more valuable now. Wiggins fits better with their roster, which we all know, but." In terms of NBA value, Russell's got more of NBA value, and and that's what something they wouldn't have done in the summertime, which is okay. But is you, there you, any... you, you've lived through Russell for six months and you yeah. decided you didn't want him anymore? That's okay. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, that that to me is completely irrelevant when you're talking about doing a trade. Like it's not about the fit; it's about you making a deal with the other team and trying to get the best deal, right? Like so, it, it they could know Russell's a dog. Right, you're not gonna say, "Yo, this dude's a dog." You're gonna try to make yep. Russell more value. That's what you do. But it, it has me thinking. You know, uh, Ethan, is there any part of you that thinks uh, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, the 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 book on Wiggins is not right? Maybe they oh, did. Oh no, no. Part of me thinks that. Part of me thinks, "Oh well, this is how you get a good deal. You get a guy in a bad situation. If your situation is good." magically he's better that kind of thing can happen i'm excited to watch in case it does the reason though why you said what you said how you felt how you felt 
has nothing to do with the salary cap or maybe if Wiggins has potential. He didn't understand. They didn't get that. It's, like I it's, was trying to explain this, and they're like ganging it's, up it's on me. It's <laughs> that the Minnesota Timberwolves, upon doing this deal, looks like the scene in Star Wars where they've won the war and they're doing that celebration and putting the medals on each other. That's the reaction. That's what's informing it. It's the sense that they so badly wanted to do this that they threw themselves a parade afterwards. It's just a human read on the situation. Yep. And that the Warriors were saying the same things when they got Russell, by the way. That's the part. Do you understand? You're sounding, it doesn't mean you're wrong now, but to be so sure yourself. If about you're right Reagan, now, yeah, it means you were wrong then. Exactly. So you might be yes. wrong again. Yeah. You might be wrong again. That's okay. Again, th- this is part of the asset swapping. I just don't know. I, I think they could have traded Russell to three or four teams right now. And I don't think they could trade Wiggins and to, I, to, I'm, to anybody. I, I'm anybody. not buying the we looked at the market and it wasn't there. Nobody knows what the market oh, it Ethan, will be. Ethan knows. No, you don't know what the market <laughs> uh, will be in uh, Elam, three months. Elam knows. Ethan in three know months when players lose in the playoffs to start griping and want to get out. You just don't know. Yep. You don't know what's going to be available. You don't know how and, this is going to work. And my sense, again, other than Wiggins look good in three games and he does fit them positionally, is that Russell is worth more. When If you were trying to get Ben Simmons, even thinking about Ben Simmons, or even th- maybe not Giannis, he doesn't seem like a Milwaukee kind of player, but that level of player... Wiggins doesn't get you in that conversation. I don't believe. I think Russell is a start to that conversation. So you don't think after 30 games with the Warriors no, he looks a little hey, better? Maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, again, the first three games have been fine, but you know we're all leery about the first three games with anybody. The plus minus has been good. The, the defense has been good. The shooting's been good. You know that's been. I mean, what's he shooting like 56 percent with the Warriors? Uh, that that won't continue. But I think it's been fine, and I think that you know they're going to beat their chest, and that's fine. You know, they got a player who looks better for their roster even now, before Steph and Clay are back, than Russell ever did. And then we'll see what happens when Steph and Clay come back. But I think that I think that it'll it'll look fine. I just the value. I think they got the lesser value. I'll still keep saying that. Well, and but they have a plausible theory for why they got the better end of it, which is that, and it's similar to what they did with Clay uh, when they fired Mark Jackson and brought Kerr in, it's the idea of, well, if you move the ball, this guy is going to inordinately benefit from that. And that's why they didn't trade Clay, or an aspect of why they didn't trade Clay. And that's what they're telling themselves about Wiggins. I'm not saying that they're right. I'm just saying that they have a plausible reason for why they could be right. And after this small sample size, oh boy, do they believe it. Um, I think it's probably best to be cautious um, and to suspect that he'll come back to earth. Uh, but that's that, that's the reason for the enthusiasm. It's the current system, the moving the ball as a role player. He's going to flourish in a way that we did not see previously in Minnesota. I do think they're right about Andrew Wiggins being better for the Warriors than D'Angelo Russell. I think they're right about that. I think no, they're right no. positionally. I think they're right in that. The bar that they have for him is definitely meetable and likely meetable for a player of Wiggins' talent. They're not asking him to be a $33 million player. They're literally asking him to be a $10 million player, and you're going to be great at it, right? And what? there's no part that makes you think he can't do that, right? <laughs> it's like he, he has the ability to do it. Where he was failing was carrying the team. Where he was failing was being a player that can make a team – win 45, 50 games and make the playoffs. He couldn't do that. And he probably still can't do that. They're not asking him to do it. They're paying him to do it. 
they're paying him a salary where you would ask him to do that, but they're not asking him to do that. That's that's all perfectly reasonable. I see why. Well, Steve, Steve is definitely into it. Steve has gotten a resurgence in <laughs> oh, yeah. in joy, right? Because of Steve, because Steve's of having trouble. Steve's having trouble containing how joyous he now feels about <laughs> it because it's gonna it's gonna look insulting. I mean, but he's feeling it. I mean, there's burgeoning joy right now. Yeah, and then we'll see. We'll see. I mean, again, it's three games, but yes, if if they're Okay, with the players they've got on the roster making 130 million dollars, just the just the four guys, just the four, uh, and that's okay. Then that's fine. You know, it, it's going to limit them at some point. But but Russell would have limited it in the same way, same a little bit less of a contract, but still a, a massive contract. And and if they're just ma- making that flip in their head and they're saying this is exactly how our roster lines up, I'm okay with it. Uh, it's just we'll have to play it out and three games doesn't doesn't mean and we'll see how he is with Draymond, Steph and Clay all together uh but he does some stuff that they didn't have you know that length that you know that a little bit of strength of the small the finishing forward position at the and rim. the finishing at the rim entirely absolutely uh, just do that stuff he's better than Glenn Robinson there's no qu- he's better than Alec Burks there's no question you know th- th- that's just what we kept talking about like you can just tell the difference between a player who's good at that stuff and a player who's not good. It's the finishing. It's the ability to get past people and and do something about it. And he has, and that's worth whatever million dollars it's worth. It, it's just the difference between Glenn Robinson, Alec Burks, and, and Andrew Wiggins. Is that enough to make them a championship contender again? I don't know, but I'm going to be watching. And I understand if they feel like they spun. And part of this maybe is relief. Like they convince themselves about Russell. They were a little worried yeah, they're gonna they get stuck with Russell. And now like we got yeah, it. we got out of it. Look, yeah. we got so let's let's say how great Wiggins is, which is our ability to say, you know, imply that we the other guy wasn't so good. And they're really not even yeah. they're not tiptoeing around that too much. They they weren't happy with Russell. I will say I haven't seen Kerr this happy after a move. Let's be clear, he was not happy after what happened in the offseason. Um yes. I don't know if he expressed as much, but he loved Andre Godala. And I don't think he wanted to see that happen, even if he understood it. And he said he understood it. He understood why, given the ages involved, given what they were trying to do. But he was not happy. And maybe this deal, uh, I'm not saying it makes it worth it. You shouldn't be doing everything on the basis of what your coach wants, because coaches are often short-term thinkers. But it's probably good to get Steve Kerr energized about the team again and as happy as he is versus what was happening before. We got something going on here. My alarm went off. Alarm. (laughs) Wake up time. Uh, Yeah. And Steve Kerr. They're literally banking on Steve Kerr doing it. Like this is what they're banking on, right? This is what they're saying. They tried to do with Russell. They're doing it with Wiggins. They're banking on the culture of the Warriors, the system of the Warriors, look, making a player better. I, look, I haven't seen him this happy since they got Omri Caspi. Oh, never <laughs> mind. I need a different example. Different example. Can they get Caspi again? He's available, I think. <laughs> I mean, that is the example on a very small scale of Leandro, Bar- Leandro Barbosa. <laughs> well, they always loved Leandro Barbosa. Oh, man, yeah. But Caspi, so Caspi lavished with love in the Warriors system and mm. – you know, Steve Kerr is my heart, or whatever he said, and then that one turned poisonous. That's that's. So. I do want to talk about that. How the Warriors are are basically putting all their chips on their ability to make players better. Their system, their culture. They're saying, we don't care what you were. Once you get with us, you're going to be better. And 
should they have that level of con- confidence? They had that with they, D'Angelo Russell, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should I mean, it, how, what percentage do they have to hit in order for it to be legit? Because they got some hits, they got some misses. Do they have more hits than misses? Do you know? Hmm. They're basically banking on this. That's yeah. what they're saying. Like, but you know what? I think this is in this is a more limited version because D'Angelo Russell had to change a lot about himself to be able to fit this. Caspi, whatever. There's other, you know, Durant sort of was didn't matter because he was so talented he could fit whatever. Uh, this one, like they're saying, they're being a little more moderated in what they're expecting out of them. Yes. And it's the position where they don't need that much of the special stuff. They need, you know, a three-minute stretch where you're really good, not a seven-minute stretch. And then blend in. Just, just be, just be at our level of intensity or close to it. And I think that's more realistic. Uh, but people still got annoyed with Harrison Barnes in that spot. I mean, they sure got annoyed with him in 2016. If the Warriors get to the point where Andrew Wiggins is getting wide open shots in the finals, wouldn't that be success? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> but he's not even clanking them, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they they're in the finals. The point, if they're I mean, in yeah. the finals. If they get to the finals. they get to the finals, yeah. I'm just, if they get to well, the finals. What, 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 happens, what happens if it happens in the first round, though? Uh, we'll see. But I do think this is a moderated. We're seeing them moderate what they think they can do. I think the Russell thing was an over-optimistic version of this. And m- many of them realize that and were just hoping for the best. Uh, perhaps the guy who, who's playing you were flying in was the one who didn't see it the clearest. But he's, you know, he, he'll, he can moderate. You know, he doesn't they say so, but he can. You wonder if they could have squeezed them and gotten it unprotected. But if you believe in the track record of the Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves, you're going to think that's going to be a lottery pick arriving soon enough. Can we so, just say also, I think it, it kind of gets missed in this. I mean, D'Angelo Russell is clearly the villain in this, right? He's the guy who didn't show up. He's the guy who didn't he showed produce. up. I mean, he he oh, I don't, yeah, I don't think anybody. Nah, they, I don't, they, fans aren't there mad was complaints at about how Russell. much he didn't play. They were fan, com- fan, oh, you mean you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like that, just yeah, yeah. he didn't. I he think D'Angelo Russell is more uh, groused about, far more groused about internally than by the fans. I think I saw at least on Twitter, which isn't necessarily the most accurate metric, but I saw fans who were angry at some of the coverage that talked about how the Warriors were not so happy with the Russell mm-hmm. performance and almost defensive. But that's what on, I'm saying. I don't Russell. think it's said enough that he was put in an impossible situation. Mm-hmm. Now like, he accepted yeah, it. Yeah, he took the money for yeah, it. Yeah, no question. Funny. He took the max deal. But it's like that's one of those situations where it's got to be like, hey, it's kind of – it's both of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like let's, let's go separate ways. Not yep. like, yeah, you were awful. Like, no. Yep. You really just asked me to come carry this team – change my game and do this all while I might be traded hanging over my head and like, and with Steph and Clay out. Yeah, like but th- I, I little, get that. I get like, that. Right. I get I'm that. Just saying, but how many what's players the, what's, would do that? what's the excuse what's the for playing but but Marcus, what's the excuse for playing defense like I'm that? just saying I'm saying it's very normal his response. It's not excessively bad. It's it's what it's how a player who's never been a leader would react. That's exact. It's not like you brought in this grand leader who's known for doing this and said, "Hey, here's these impossible circumstances. Carry us through." You brought yeah. in a dude who's never done it and said, "Do this," and then got mad when he didn't do it. Yep. No, okay. I'm with. I'm with that. I'm with that. This wasn't a shocking outcome based on the situation. No, I, I, and and I get that. And I don't think anybody would say that Russell's a bad guy, or I, I haven't heard anything like that. But I, I I think the reaction is more. 
it, it it's more an understanding of being used to a certain level of competitor and then being surprised when this guy at least at this age doesn't appear isn't to that a that. matter of doing homework yeah but it, it was <laughs> you it was them being optimistic it's just being over optimistic in a move and or was and, it and, just this was it this is yeah, the only move also, we had also we'll was the only work. move they had yeah. and we've talked about the other ways they could have done it. and I, i'm going to like if you just play it out they had to get somebody for the asset because they were losing durant he was Russell was the one they could get. They needed to keep that slot. And if they do none of this, do they get Andrew Wiggins? No. So that's okay. And the pick. So that part, no problem. And you have to say you're positive about it or else you've got no shot at it or else you don't have trade value. The trade value declines. So that part, all that I get. It's I just that we've heard the wanted, same stuff with Russell. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm naive, but I don't think they wanted to trade him when they got him. I think Russell, it went bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's and that's one of the reasons why I will defend not just our coverage but anybody's coverage of it because I've seen fans getting getting mad about it, and I get that perspective. They don't like the idea um, of these situations where the guy leaves and then we dump a bunch of uh, dirt on them on the way out. You know, I know that looks a certain, I know that can look a certain way, but I can just I can just explain it like this: when a 23 year old player is signed to a max contract and traded within a few months, something went bad. Like, that's that, that, that didn't go great. That didn't go great. You know, you can say that the deal, the value, whatever, something went bad. So we're either going to talk about that or we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, and also I'm just going to say that if you make a trade where the possibility is that you trade that, that person, it's going to, you're going to trade it's, that person. Yes. Yeah, it's just, no it question. Just, it, just, no it, question. It, it happens that way. Like just, when December 15th happened, it was yeah. like, okay, yeah, Russell's on a exactly. clock. Like, it's uh, just that. Yeah, it just, <laughs> you, you can't massage that away. It's like, if, unless you're a and, hundred, and if you're going into a, a season where the guy's a free agent, yeah. we're probably going to talk about exactly. being a free and agent. It just like, happens. <laughs> it's just inevitable. And nobody's like, it's like nobody's yelling at each other. Nobody's saying this is wrong. It's just like, wait a minute now. There's a week to the trade deadline, and you're not really fitting, and we're not really sure about it. So do we want to have this conversation again in July, or do we just want to do it now? And you do it now, and you get the best thing you can get, and Wiggins was the best thing they could get, and you actually might fit better. So that's the part that it's an NBA inevitability, and, and, we, and I just feel it because we just had it with, with Durant. And you just you can't go into a high-profile situation with uncertainty or else it's going to come apart. It just is. Even when you're certain, it comes apart sometimes. But if you do have uncertainty on both sides, it's going to come apart. We've seen it now twice with very talented players. And you know what? Like, it, I'll just go back to the Clay. Clay this reminds me so much of the Clay Kevin Love thing for some reason because it's Minnesota and there's tons of rumors. It's like the Warriors were like, no, that's not happening. That is not happening. And they kept saying that privately. Marcus and Ethan, you guys were around. I mean, it's not happening. This thing is not happening. Stories came out it could happen. No, it's not happening. That's why it wasn't going to happen. Because yeah, they yeah. were saying, it, this has been decided. This is not happening. Same with Clay on free agency. Yep. I'm staying. Yes. Like, I'm yes. signing, right? Yes. Yeah. And if it, Steph, by the way. Yep. Yep. Uh, and if it, but then if there's a wiggle room, if there's uncertainty, then it, it's going to come apart. And that's what we just saw. And it came apart, but, you know, they won, right? They, they got Andrew Wiggins, so it's on. <laughs> it's, it's there, time, Andrew Wiggins and Mark, Mark, Marcus is, in the, is in, the, in the flight with them. It's all, all good. E eating the Wiggins, way. five straight finals. Let's did, go. Did Joe uh, serve you muffin, too? Literally. Oh, yo, yo he's just – Joe, like, so there's this padded cover on a table because there's, like, a coffee table on this thing, right? So you're sitting and you're facing each other. You know, like you would on a, a train or something, right? Like there's 
two two seat like two love seats facing each other with a with a table in the middle and there's a pad on it. So he takes off the pad and he unfolds the table and it turns into like this dining table. And Joe Lacob is bringing out like mats and he's laying down mats. He's offering everybody breakfast sandwiches. He makes the sandwiches. He brings them. He's like bringing drill. Like he's literally the flight attendant. Wait, <laughs> mate, what, what he's, where's the stuff coming out of? He, there's some fridge. He had a microwave and the fridge. Like all kinds of stuff. So who's went, in this plane? Who's who's he serving? It's it's <laughs> me, Eric Pascal, Raymond Ritter, Ralph Walker. Wow. That's big. Like, that's a big group. There. And he's it's just like, yo, yeah, yeah. And and the, the 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 one person who seemed like just unaffected at all, like unbothered, didn't wasn't in awe. Was Ralph Walker? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ralph. Ralph, Ralph was like Ralph. You just you know, what are you doing, Ralph? Ralph Walker. Check out this yeah, leather, Steph, Ralph. <laughs> St- Steph Curry's famed bodyguard. For those who don't know, he's Ralph like Walker. ah, this is like my ninety eighth PJ ride. We mm. good. It was a, uh, <laughs> and the, the interesting part was when we landed. There's like a different airport. Do you do you know this stuff? There's like a uh, a terminal. Which, oh no, no corporate. The corporate. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's absolutely. like all these people oh. in there, and yeah. they're waiting for their flight. I was like, yeah. "What are you guys doing? Like, what are they doing?" It was like, "Oh, they're waiting for their private jet yeah. flight." Yeah, it's, I was a, like, it's a secret, right? rich, a yeah. secret, rich. Yeah, people it, was a, a, it was like a different airport, way different, and it yeah. was it was like families in there, it was like people, and yeah. then they don't go, they don't go through security. No, by the way. no, it's None way that, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and so it's then, basically like a lounge. It's just a lounge. It's like when we landed, uh, the, there were some people working there. It was like, who, who, who is that? Like, who, who's this, right? And they were like, Raymond Ritter was like, it's Eric Pascal, you know, <laughs> rising stars. Eric Pascal, rising star. And yeah, so some yeah, guy yeah, right, some right. guy was telling Ralph, you know, Ralph was from Chicago. So he was like, you know, I'm coming back home. And the guy's like, Michael Jordan is scheduled to land at 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. I was like, we were like, we coming back? Like, what are we going to do? Michael Jordan? It's, it was just it was just weird. Yeah. There's like yeah. y'all. There's a different airport for yeah. this stuff. SFO's got it. Yeah, you never been on one of those like when the, those NBA finals flights. That's where you land and and, and pick up. It's all but these, we yeah. went straight from the shuttle bus onto the thing. There was no like nice Little area lounge. Yeah, serving yeah. you there, wine there and coffee yeah, and yeah, fancy the, seats. That, and, that's why I didn't quite manage. But like I've like like when I've covered this like when hockey teams fly out of S. San Jose, you go meet them at this corporate area, and there's a little corporate lounge. So yeah, they had yeah. people, staff. There was it was like crazy. I was like, what is living this? Living the good life, Marcus know, right? Thompson. Living was, the good life. Man, I put I threw a tile over my arm so I could fit in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can I can I help yeah, serve you? Can yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Lake serving you breakfast. That's yeah, that all was I so. Say. It Joe was Lake serving you breakfast. It was so. It was it was definitely a side of Joe that I've never seen before. Like he was really into, like. Making Eric Pascal feel special, like he was, huh. he was really about it. Like yeah. there was one orange juice left, and Joe had it, and like Raymond had an orange juice, and Pascal had a water, and then he was like, "Yo, is there another orange juice?" And they were like, "That's it." No, he's like, "Just this one," and and Joe offers it to him. He's like, "No, it's fine. I'll just you you can have it." And he insisted that he take his orange juice, and he's like, "No, I insist. This is your orange juice." It was just like, "Yo." <laughs> he was really into yeah, making a this host. a thing. He was the host. Yeah, he was into making this a thing for Eric yeah. Pascal. It was. It was. Well, it so was now unique. they got. Now they got to do it. Well, I guess he does do it right with Steph and Clay and Draymond. When well, they yeah, I'm it, sure he does it with them. Yeah, yeah. So they, I think they wanted to maintain this. Yeah, this it was is what they did. Yeah, yeah, this I is think what they I did. want. 
I think I want Joe Lacob mic'd up. You know, I know they, <laughs> the players mic'd up, uh, coaches mic'd up. I think I want. I know this is Raymond Ritter's worst nightmare. Yes, but yes. Joe Lacob mic'd I, up. I think it might be Adam Silver's worst nightmare. Actually, I think but. it should be his greatest dream. <laughs> I think that's. I mean, look, I want that. I, I bet ratings will skyrocket. Hey, man, we've got the Elam ending. We've got all sort. We got the midseason tournament. We've got all, all sorts of reforms. I, I want the refs to do a press conference afterwards. Mm. <laughs> And bring Joey Crawford back for that one. Yeah. I want to see what Wouldn't he says. Wouldn't that be great, right? Wouldn't that be great? Forget the pool reporter. Put them. What if a ref had a podium game? Podium. Like, oh, excellent, up there. excellent call. Oh, my ref. God. Monty McCutcheon <laughs> would have the best podium game of all, uh, of all time. No, no, he, I would he, just want to see. Then the ref's fashion would be a thing. I want to <laughs> see the ref come up there with, like, a man purse. For those who don't know, Monty McCutcheon, now working for the NBA, but for a time I think was known as the best NBA yes, ref, he, he would always come to the games in a 1920s zoot suit. Yeah, he still does, by the way. He still does. Like, he's the executive now, but he still does. Absolutely. That's just was it, was, Who was the one that was like the like FBI or something? Oh, no, that was, uh, oh, God. Uh, Oh, I'm blanking now. Uh, it was, uh, he Kenny was a, Mauer? No, he was in, he was in <laughs> law enforcement. Uh, he retired recently. Uh, mm. I always say Frank Hamblin because they always I because re- I used to joke with Hamblin. With yeah, he used assistant. to go he's, undercover he's, he's and all that. Yeah, Bob Delaney. Bob Delaney. Yep. Yeah, pretty good official. I think he made a call to the Warriors. Remember Derek Fisher offensive foul end of a game. The Warriors fans went crazy. And I, like they're they're saying all these crazy things. I think I said uh, you don't know what you want. You don't want to mess with Bob Delaney. Mess with Bob Delaney. <laughs> I think that guy is not a guy you, you want to mess, mess around. With. I, I always said with the NBA after the whole Donahue thing that that your your refs need to look a little less mobby. You know, just aesthetically. I mean, they all like, like, got the comb yeah. back, right? Like, yeah, the slick back the hair. Hour, all look, got the yeah, slick yeah, comb yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> it's just for just for appearances, you know. Maybe get like a Dumb and Dumber bowl cut, you know, if you have to. Just something that looks a little a little less like a Sopranos character. That's all I'm saying. That's their number. I, their I have third. a I have a funny ref story. I don't know what we have. I think it was like it was something at church. It was some Wednesday event, right? And uh, for some reason, I was I went up to the podium and I was speaking. I turned around and Derek Stafford was in the crowd. <laughs> like mm-hmm. what? And apparently, he went on a date with a girl who brought him to church. Huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was just like, you, you know, what I'm saying I was up there. I was about mm-hmm. to say something. I'm looking at that, like that's Derek Stafford. Like. Yo, Derek Stafford, what's up? Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 you know, and, and I'm sure Derek Stafford's not expecting to be recognized. No, I, at all, right? Yeah. It's just funny. I was just sitting there like, and I'm I'm like kind of like, I'm supposed to be saying something, but I'm like, is that Derek? That's Derek Stafford. <laughs> Did you chat with him after? No, I didn't. I, I felt really? like he wanted to be anonymous, so yeah, I didn't yeah. want to. I'll say my, my really bizarre referee, so I was covering the league, young rider covering the league, covering the, the Lakers. In nine, like ninety eight, ninety nine, and like so, it maybe be good to just like get a working relationship with a couple officials. There was a young official, like thought he called a good game. I chatted with him a little bit after. We would talk a l- very little, but I don't think he recognized whatever. We talked a little bit and saw him the next time. That official's name was Tim Donahue. Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! Not that I ever had any meaningful conversation with. Was no, like, no wonder, yeah, no wonder like, how yeah, you got rich. Yeah, that's all oh, lined man, up. That's how TK all got rich. All lined up, but it was like it was just weird because I thought oh, this guy's calling a pretty good game, and like you know, and the other game, Joey, you know, all those guys, Jack Knees, who are just kind of older than me. So yeah, well, maybe I'll just nod to this guy and just see see if you can get some connection. And it was it was t- oh wait a minute maybe not maybe not. That's so man, fun. you could have you could have made a killing, Tim, if you just turned this into. <laughs> legitimate I friendship not. i did not i did not it was you uh, could have made a killing yes <laughs> i should say i don't know what Derek stafford was doing with that woman 
Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I said they were dating. I don't know. Like, just or now you're worried that his wife. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking about that. Is he married? Yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, how did you know I, it was a date? I have too, no idea. I just, saw him, I just saw him sitting with a woman in the church. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I thought date immediately. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Look at the problems you can create. For I know, summer. right? Just telling stories. All right. So the Warriors are set with their top four. Of Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, I, Andrew I, Wiggins. I, I, I don't know if they are. Oh, they, 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 they're, well. they're at least set for the rest of this season. No, no, based, yeah. off, uh, based off Steph Curry's uh, Instagram reactions to Giannis's plays during the All-Star game. Oh, he I, was I don't going know. nuts. Well, huh? yeah, I mean, obviously. obviously yeah, they, they'd blow all this up for Giannis. Yeah. But <laughs> let's, pres- let's presume... They're set because they they're saying they're set. Isn't that kind of weird? I mean, that's a little weird. Like, look, I, I don't think it's weird. And Giannis I think it's, going I think at Harden. Very yeah, Giannis expected. Giannis what do you bumping mean? around with Harden. You think that's an interesting no. tooth to the Warriors? Well, I, I think that's also interesting. But just because I think I mean, if I remember right, and it's hard to know with just the context of this stuff over Instagram. But Steph is saying we, you know, in response to what Giannis is doing, which was just uh, I mean, wh- that's, which, that's, which team you think Steph was rooting for. <laughs> I mean, I know what team he was rooting for, but I didn't expect him to publicly be saying this we stuff. Even if they, why why are you surprised about Steph recruiting? Like, (laughs) I'm not. He's a great recruiter. Giannis and Embiid were on the other team, right? Giannis and Embiid get pick one. (laughs) You want them to get? You want the Warriors to get both of those guys? By the way. Uh, I'm just saying, like, uh, Steph's a great recruiter. I didn't necessarily expect him to show Haven't we had someone tell us that you, they don't need another superstar, Ethan? We've had someone tell us this. So, what? No, yes, but that no, someone was asked, not Steph Curry. They asked, <laughs> no, right. they asked, why do we need a third? Why do we why need another superstar? Always, why, why do you expect always, us to get another superstar? What in the past has happened to make you think <laughs> yeah, I know, we're going to get another superstar? What happened in July 2016 that would <laughs> possibly that, make hey, you... Wasn't that an odd question, though? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Let me ask you something. It was such an easy answer. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. I'm just thinking. I'm just... Why do we need another superstar? Why do people think that? <laughs> I don't know. And then I said, Andre, I said, I said Iguodala before that. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, Iguodala was a really Iguodala big was. He wasn't KD, but I feel like but you guys are huge. doing too good an imitation uh, right now. <laughs> where might know, be. I mean, maybe, maybe not, but it's almost like if I said, I was talking to a PR official and he said, hey, how you doing? No, 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 <laughs> Only because you were there, Ethan. That's all. Only because you were there. There. I just yeah that I yeah. thought that was a very odd question. I wasn't expecting that to be the question. Like, <laughs> dude, you, you, yeah. I, or, or a woman? It could have been a woman too. Who knows? It could have been. What, yeah. what, what woman been. in the worst um, office? <laughs> well, it's so, like, but, uh, but what, then he says, <laughs> then he says that, and then fast forward a week or so, and we've got Steph Curry making eyes at another team yeah, superstar over Instagram. Or maybe not. Social I don't know. Social maybe social. Just hey, Steph, Steph, just fun. keeping a door cracked, yeah. just in case. Just yeah. keeping a door cracked. Just in case. All right, just assume that they're done. This is their four. They're going into next year. They got a pick. They have a couple ways to add players. What What do they need now? They could use another wing for sure. Yeah. And they could use – The return of Glenn Robinson? The return of Glenn Robinson. Whatever. Somebody like that. Uh, they need someone to get minutes. No, no, not whatever. Steve wants Glenn Robinson. <laughs> he wants Leandro Barbosa. <laughs> they need another – They need, I mean, a, another wing I think is good. Uh, just, you know, whatever it takes to supplement whatever Killian Hayes needs. I think that's the, that's <laughs> Build the thing. Build around Killian Hayes. Build around Killian Ethan's Hayes. Ethan's entire credibility is based on Killian Hayes. I don't Hayes. know. He's like oh, – He's God, staking his develop, whole career yeah, on this guy. Please develop reason. a right hand, Killian Hayes. Please develop really, right here. Like into this, like no, it has to be Killian. It has to be him. It can't be anybody else. Nobody else is good. 
I, I, don't, just, I don't know what this is about. Look, look. You know, I think it hinges on his ability to develop. So they draft, they draft Killian Hayes. What position is he playing for them? I think he plays backup point guard, and you bring him along slowly because he's young. And, and he defends, and he can defend twos, that kind of thing. I've I've liked his defense. Yeah. I've liked his defense. Um, I'm going with Theo Maladon. Maladon. Way better I don't, than Killian Hayes. Way I, I'm better. not into I'm not I'm, in the Maladon. I'm not even I don't even know, but I'm just going with the <laughs> other French point guard just because you're so in on Killian Hayes. <laughs> I'm going, I mean, Maladon is smaller. Uh, Maladon, you know, he's this very smart player, but he just strikes me. He strikes me as a Euro player, and Killian Hayes strikes me as. Oh, doesn't NBA. Frank, I don't know how to say his last name from the Knicks. Don't Nil- he make you, Nil- 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 how do you say it? Nikina. Nilakina. Yeah. Doesn't he make you worried about getting the first point guard? <laughs> yeah, well. I, I mean, mean guy, he makes you worry about point guards can't shoot. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, but there's a lot of those guys. You know, they bounce Killian around. Hayes can shoot. Yep. Killian Hayes shoots it. Yep. I mean, they look. need a, But they need a center. That's what they need. They need, like, liveliness around the rim. That's what I, That's I was what wondering. <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I think Bob Fitzgerald Mar- tells you that Marquis Chris. Chris yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, he can play some minutes. Is, is, is Marquis Chris going to be the guy who makes a difference for them in the playoffs? Probably not. But that's why I mean they've won without. He did. They but that's when he had Kevin Durant and Steph Curry younger and Clay Thompson younger and Draymond Green playing center for all the important minutes. Uh, I think they could use liveliness around the rim, and I think I think Wiseman is that. In the very few times I've seen it, but you know, Chris Boucher could have been that guy too. Like, who knows? Sometimes on this, hold up, hold up, we got to stop you right there. You've reached your limit. If you want more of this episode and other Warriors Plus Minus episodes, you got to go to theathletic.com/slash Warriors PM. Theathletic.com/slash Warriors PM, and you get all your Warriors Plus Minus content.